0: Break it down now. Hey everybody, this is Jacob. And Ed. Uh, We just wanted to welcome you to the podcast today. Uh, I know you probably couldn't tell, but we did make our theme music ourselves, uh, so we hope you enjoyed that. Uh, And anyway, let's uh, jump right on in. So this week's sermon was called Making Space. Uh, And we looked at uh, how we all feel guilty and how the world invites us to feel guilty and our friends and sometimes our family tries to make us feel guilty around how we use our time, um, how we spend our money, and how we uh, do even spiritual practices. And so we're, the idea was, how do we make space? Ed, was there anything that stood out to you during the sermon?
1: The one thing that I took out that really resonated with me is that you can't make time because we only have the same 24 hours every day. We have to take time, whether that is taking stuff out of our schedules or redirecting that time into something that we know is good for us that we've just always... Put at the end of our day so looking at our schedules and, and prioritizing a little bit I we had joked before we hit the record button that we're going to Marie Kondo for Jesus <laughs> your life and kind of what that looks like um, one of the things I know you talked about subscriptions do we do that and I'm talking like not in a theoretical take this into your context way but an actual factual what is one thing that we can do start off easy that's a good spiritual discipline that opens up that space for us to decompress
0: sure yeah so um i mean we all can come up with ways of letting go of things and so you know the big one i would say is it is something that i've been kind of forced to do uh through the concussion rehabilitation um so uh, those of you who may not know uh, i was in a car accident in august uh, jacob um was in a car accident in august and um it caused a brain injury and so I'm still dealing with some of the repercussions of that and one of those things that I've been told over and over is that I can't do as much as I once did before and then I'm training myself to work uh, more healthily I think that would be the way I have like a zone of productivity that I've been told to try and stay in uh, where um, instead of working to the point where you're exhausted and then uh, my speech therapist calls it the work hangover where you're (laughs) You don't work well the next morning because you work too much the day before, um, trying to find that zone. And so when I was talking to the the people I've been working with, with the concussion, I said, is this the kind of thing that would help everyone out? And they all unanimously said, yes, if everybody did the kind of things that we're trying to make you guys do, everyone would be a lot happier and more peaceful. Um and interestingly enough that's the kind of stuff that jesus did he went off by himself to pray he you know even when everyone wanted something from him a lot of times he was like i'm still going to take a nap in the front of this boat no matter what's going on with the storm um so yeah so that's that's one is kind of you know taking a look at your schedule i mean i bet you've done things like that in the past where you get fed up or exhausted and you kind of started changing things
1: around Oh, absolutely uh in this setting, it's a little bit different because it's so new to me from when I came back from cooking, trying to figure out how to initiate that productivity, first of all, because cooking world is you get there early, you prep and prep, make sure you have all your stuff, put away your orders, get everybody organized, and then the rest of your day, the busyness is dictated to you because you know when people are ordering food, right. you know when you're going to have your busy time, and it's so reactive that... Getting to that habit makes it really hard as a youth minister because I have to be more proactive with my time. I know, obviously, youth group on Wednesday, youth group on Sunday, everything else is up to me. So it took me a while to figure out when do I load up my schedule stuff that's going to be mentally exhausting Mm -hmm. and know that when I'm done, I can just unplug and go home or wait. I can't because in an hour I've got this or that or so figuring out a lot of that and that's a, that's
0: a perfect example of the kind of things they were pointing out, that it's when we're thinking about our day, are we thinking about the mental fatigue that comes with some of those tasks? Um, and so that, to think about it, not as much as how many hours, but as... How intense are some of those hours? And then their big suggestion in, in finding that healthy balance is that when you know you're going to do something mentally fatiguing and, you know, maybe you've got an annoying coworker or uh, someone who you have Dude, to meet I'm with. Dude, i sitting
1: right here. <laughs> Shh,
0: <Ed. laughs>
1: Darn. It's right here.
0: Um, uh, but, you know, if you have a meeting with them, know that instead of going straight on to another task, you... Add in 10 minutes to walk around or go out to your car or grab a drink of water, or go to a, the vending machines, whatever would be your like get up and leave. Um, give your brain a break. Um, and then they they actually suggested like shutting off the light if you can, uh, closing your eyes and concentrating on your breathing.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, and so but but before we go too far and Ed's about to point me on something because we went there, um, you had told me and, and we can always edit this out if we don't like it. Um, you had told me though, when you and, um, your lovely wife got together, um, there was a point where you reevaluated though your total work. Oh yeah. Because, and so, I mean, like when we talk about some of the things that may be applicable to our, um, to our listeners, many of them are not, most of them are probably not pastors, um, or ministers in some form or another, but many of them may have done something kind of like what you guys did oh
1: yeah um i'm happy to speak to that actually so after when we were just dating before she became my wife when we looked at what our lives were going to look like being married we had agreed that i would stop working as an executive chef because that work week not only was it long, but we were actually working opposite schedules, and I would be home and awake when she was asleep, vice versa. I would be sleeping when she got up to go to work. So even though we were living together, Shh, we were sinners. Uh, <laughs> sinners, we actually weren't seeing each other often, or it would be 10 minutes of legit quality time right. in the midst of this technical quantity of we're in the same room, but we're function on completely different cycles so i got i switched out of being an executive chef and went to work at a cafeteria where we were working the same schedules sure essentially and that was it was bigger than i realized at the time when i agreed to it because i wanted to marry her then it turned out that was the best thing we could do for our marriage and i, I that's a very extreme example of shifting sure. careers but without that time together early in our marriage, really getting on the same cycle and and really getting to know each other's daily habits, it would have made this job much harder because now I'm back to that similar schedule of working nights and weekends um, with the commute, but we have those. We still have time together, but we're not not making up for lost time while trying to find time Mm -hmm. like we would have been had I gone straight from that job to this job. Mm -hmm. So... Those things are huge as far as pick. And this kind of reflects to me a little bit on the idea of a Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the Sabbath that everybody may be thinking of when I say that, but really taking some time where you, dare I say it, shut off your phone. Right. And whether by yourself or with your partner, just this is an hour and a half where we're just going to hang out. Yeah. Not Not TV on, not... Sharing the same space, yeah, but, maybe, but literally sharing the same time. Maybe,
0: maybe reading a book, each of you yeah. reading or something, and spending time together, like just sitting nearby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things. So when you when you transitioned from um, working working as an executive chef to working in the cafeteria, was there was there some financial implications that came with that too?
1: Oh yes, very much. So I took a pay cut, but we were very upfront with that about sure. if this was. So there were some significant, literal consequences. Yeah, it was the the idea of trading time for money. Right. Literally is what happened, so.
0: Yeah. And would you say it was worth it?
1: Oh, completely. Had to be. I I don't think it would have resulted in, like, my marriage ending if I went from that job to this job. But the time we spent having nights and weekends together gave us kind of a, a household rhythm of when we do things like... Even little stuff, like I know it's chores are mine. I know they're going to be done before she notices them. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I'm not doing them, but she sees they're getting done. Little things like that, big things like when we get to spend time together. And at that time, I had finally had Sundays off for the first time in a year, so I started regularly attending church again, which was what led me to here now reconnecting with with, – the practice of my faith. How about that? It wasn't that I wasn't faithful before, but right. now I was actually re-engaging with the church and mm-hmm. that rhythm on a Sunday of getting recharged yeah, spiritually and then going out into my week. So super, super important. And it's, But that's our situation where even with me making less money, we were still fine. And I know that may not be the reality for everybody, that they're in a place where they can exchange time for money like that. Right. But...
0: You know, we uh, but with the theme of like making space, mm-hmm. you gained time and um, a- a time with your with your spouse, uh, and and that made some significant change in your cycling your time together. Um, he's nodding his head, y'all, uh, just so you can tell. You can't quite see us, um, but but at the same point, it did have those realistic consequences, and and so I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, if somebody's sitting out there going, um, you know. I would have to change my job to spend more time with my family or to do something that I know I need or know I would need Um, that, you know, if you wanted to, you could come chat with that about what that looks like. Um, But also realizing that we're not saying this with, by pretending like it's easy.
1: (laughs) No, no, (laughs) no, it does not.
0: I'm I'm guessing that when you did that, there were some pretty significant like, oh, hey, I can't do that anymore. Or I need to save up for that thing now.
1: Yes. uh, And I used
0: to be able to do it regularly.
1: True. Um, definitely making some sacrifices as far as what our lifestyle looked like. And the other thing is, it part of it was very intentional, but it's a good thing to know how to cook because we did not go out. Right. Like at all. But that, I knew what I was doing. She was happy to learn how to cook. So that part of it kind of started our bonding was working in the kitchen. But yeah, like it, and even now we still kind of hold the, the good thing of learning how to really watch your budget that we did together became a habit so now even if we have more money coming in we're we're not living outside of our means because we were so conscious of it our first year together that now it's kind of a
0: you're being intentional
1: yeah intentional is a good word for it um and with the idea that we know if we're going out on New Year's Eve like okay then we're staying home the rest of the week all that stuff's up front so we're yeah. not Having these conversations in the moment when we're like, oh, do you want to go do the thing? Like we can't because we know we right. we chose A instead of B. So B is not on the table anymore. You know that. Oh, right. yeah, I guess. Yeah. So those things are helpful. Um, but I think there's there's something there too if you can be honest with yourself with what you want and then honest with your partner. Yeah. Just as a habit, whatever, in whatever situation that is, that's such a big thing. Um, Even if people are thinking about a career change, not necessarily just because of the family or I did this for so long now, I want to, like, for example, my wife is going back to grad school because it's something she wanted to do. And we know that's going to be a bit of a challenge as far as sacrifice of time and, and things like that. But we knew about it ahead of time. We prepared for it. But that's a lot of... Right. Honest oh, communication, yeah. which making space, I think there, there's, a, there's a lead into that. You're going to have to be honest with yourself about what you need and then be prepared to take that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a segue in there, too, um, towards some of the money things. You know, like oh, yeah. when you get into this, that you had talked about specifically a budget. Um, and there's, there's a lot of different apps out there that'll help you track your spending, even if you're using credit cards and, <clears throat> um, try, trying to get mileage or whatever that looks like for you. Uh, we use mint.com a couple okay. of times. I'm not t- officially endorsing anything. I'm just saying, um, if you're looking for something to tell you how many times you eat at a fast food restaurant, cause you're not quite sure, cause you really don't want to know, mm-hmm. but you need to know. Yeah. That was a helpful thing to look at. Um, and I know some some people's, like, my bank gives me a pretty good yeah. now of where I spent the money. So, you know, how much do I spend at grocery stores and other places? Um, so when you talk about making space. And then I really did look through my <coughs> subscriptions and go, okay. I started, I didn't realize there was a couple that we had for the kids that I don't know if the kids were using. Oh, yeah. Um, I did find out one of them that they were by almost shutting it off uh, or by <sighs> shutting it off. Um, and so there's a couple of those things and a lot of them were just four or five dollars or ten dollars I mean, you know something that you would think well twenty bucks or ten bucks a month not a big de- big number until like you get to the end of the month and you're like wow did I really just spend eighty bucks on things that I
1: don't mm-hmm. really use
0: uh, and it's not about like well I couldn't use that it's like was it really worth not having commercials on my music service sometimes the answer is heck yeah like Um, just in case you know we're at the church Uh, you can hear the bells ringing out right Um, but the the kind of one that I thought was that I wanted to poke around on too uh, finances are an important part of um, helping ourselves or or finding some semblance of peace and Mm -hmm. stress reduction in our lives Um, so many of us are struggling day to day um, or or we're making good money and we're still closer to paycheck to paycheck than we want to admit um, and so there's some great programs out there uh, to help kind of create a budget and to look at that. And I'm hoping at some point in the future uh, we can set one of those up and, and be able to work with those. But uh, there's really no shame in this. This is a big part of this series is is to kind of lay down the guilt and shame stuff and to find ways to make your life healthier. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> and I like to think of this kind of leaving space or creating space. Making space is the title of the sermon, uh, but making space for to fill it in with the things that are recreating, that help us to recreate uh, ourselves, to renew ourselves, um, and then leaving space to kind of let some of those things go, uh, that would help us to find new life or new purpose. Um, you know, if you if you hadn't had someone, if you hadn't had your wife be strong enough to say, "I want you to take this," you know, take this other job that will pay you less, uh, you might not have gotten to the point where you were ready to start working here.
1: Um, Oh, I would. Oh, absolutely. I might not even have uh, escaped the loop of burnout. Right. Because, like, contrary to what you may see on TV, real life chefing is a very all-consuming job. And there was a point in my life where I was in that space where I thought you could either be a good chef or a good husband. You can't do both. Right. And when I met my now wife, I had to seriously refocus what my priorities were were then yeah. and now. And and we still revisit that conversation, honestly, just make sure that when I'm home, I'm home. And when I'm at work, I'm at work. And there, they're, that doesn't go away. It's not like we flipped a switch and now we're skipping nearly right. down the lane. But the fact that we had that conversation one time and got a lot of that stuff on the table makes it much easier to revisit. Yeah, And, and I guess that analogy, I'm not saying that everyone has to do that specific conversation, but if you can... Sincerely and honestly approach some things in your life that maybe obstacles. You may be surprised to find out how supportive people around you will be if yeah. you need to step away. I think that's a big thing. We're in a church. People who will come right. and work and work and work at a church because they can't stop. If I don't do this, who will? And then you can say, well, maybe it doesn't right. need to happen right now because, yeah, burnout doesn't have to happen at a 9-to-5 job. It doesn't have to be attached to your paycheck. You can run yourself into the ground for the best reasons and then...
0: Although, you're what you're stuck. going into is stuff I want to avoid people worrying about while oh, we're yeah. telling them to make space.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. That doesn't just have to be money. It can be uh, literally of whatever. And like you talked about, finding the space to renew yourself if that's... Well, and that's a good point. So Ed's
0: talking about like we can over-volunteer. We can overdo just about anything. And I think when, when we talk about... Uh, so let's get into that. Just a, just a quick thing. If we don't have time to do the things that we're passionate about and that we love to do or that God has kind of given us gifts to do, then the burnout's not really about not helping God anymore. Um, Because ironically, a lot of times we do that. We pick the easier things to let go of that we don't feel as pressured for. So because at church, we generally tend to be nice. uh, And if someone says, I can't do this anymore, we go, oh, of course, because we care about you. Um, But then you stop doing the thing that's feeding your soul. Um, or And that can happen a lot. you know. I get busy and I don't make it to church um, or, or or I don't read my Bible or, or don't do any of these or many of those things that at some point were really helping me to stay connected to God or to my faith. Um, and then later on, I've had people come to my office and say, I just don't feel like God's around. And I said, when was the last time you prayed? And they said, other than to say thank you for a meal, um, it's been weeks or months or most of them don't even say the real part. hmm Um, And that's not to make anyone feel guilty. It's that we live in a society that wants to pressure us and that does pressure us to be some sort of picture-perfect view. But when you go to try and find that perfect person and what they're doing, they don't exist. You know, you find – you talk to the person whose Instagram page always looks like a dream – And you find out that they're struggling with depression or anxiety. And it's not that those things are are bad or evil or anything, but that no one is living this perfect life. We're all trying to get through and and we're working on different things. um, And we're all kind of faking that we're fine Mm -hmm. on the outside. Uh, yeah,
1: I think my mind great point to do a little shameless plug here as an invitational thing our congregational life is kind of a microcosm of that we come in we celebrate we smile we're, we're strong for each other or somebody will come in with a with a concern that grips everyone into this idea of these people have a problem and it's serious so I'm not going to complain about right. whatever I'm feeling which I would say is the opposite of what we want like this is a place for us to be fed spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, sure. like if we're not taking care of each other in in a congregational setting, like that's where it should start, yeah, and so I guess that would be my thing too, like even in here, don't you can't bring up, and not necessarily in a in a large public setting forum, but even yeah. like Jacob had said, I'm available like talk, tell us like what things are going on. And if I can help, I can, or I can at least just listen. Cause that, if nothing yeah. else is,
0: I was gonna say, I'm, I, you know, most of you have better advice. And a lot of times the ironic thing about what we're doing is everyone knows what they really need. And sometimes we just need to say it to someone else so we mm-hmm. can hear it come out of our own mouths. Um, which honestly is what a lot of spiritual direction and, you know, when someone comes to me for advice, a lot of times I'm not giving any advice. I'm listening and then saying, well, what do you think would work? And then they tell me the answer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, which is kind of, kind of leading. Let's let that segue into kind of a third way to make space, and that's kind of spiritual space.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and we're separating these. None of these are truly separate. If you're too stressed time wise to sit down and read the Bible, it doesn't matter how your spirit is because you're exhausted. Um, you know, if you're too stressed about finances that you're always thinking about pinching a penny or you're always fighting with your spouse, it's going to be harder to. To figure out what to do with some of that free time you worked out, um, So there's... The idea of making space is creating those open areas for us to find peace. Um, and then filling them with the things that help us to get better. So spiritually, there's been a couple of things that I've done or that I've figured out that have been extremely helpful. Um, one is there's there's so many different apps that will invite you to relax and rest. Um, I have a friend who said that he has his, his, his smartwatch, uh, monitors his heart rate. And when it hits a certain point and it's like, you're too stressed, get up and walk around. Um, some of these things are pretty simple. So, you know, I've, I've suggested and seen the calm app. Um, you can follow them on Instagram. And so if you need a rest break, like they have like these little 30 second focus just on your breathing. Um, and so, and that's one that, that I found really helpful. There's a breathing technique um, where you inhale through your nose for a count of four, you hold it for seven, and you exhale through your mouth for a count of eight. And each one of those things creates space in your mind, um, no matter how stressed you are in that moment, uh, to kind of separate yourself from that um, lizard part of your brain, the one that says that this is a fight or this is a battle. Um Because interestingly enough, we're still animals. Uh, We like to think we're pretty intelligent and wise. But um, that part of our brain that when we're really stressed is just firing off adrenaline and telling us that we need to run, fight, or argue or figure out something. Um, And so taking deep breaths literally uh, invites your brain to switch from fight or flight or stressed mode to... um, to the reasoning and logic part. Uh, that was kind of fun to, to find out myself. Uh, another you know, another thing that automatically lowers your stress level um, and and your so your cortisol level in your blood uh was uh posing. Um so like doing power poses. And so I there like even my my daughter had found out about this uh before they were doing their science fair project. Uh and so like standing like Wonder Woman with your hands on your hips and your feet spread wide and your chest out. Um, that if you do some of these, uh, alpha poses, um, which can be something as simple as like, you know, uh, when you sit on, sit down, you have your, your legs kind of spread and your shoulders back and put your arms on the couch behind, you, you know, so you're, you're taking up as much space as possible that when you're stressed, if you do that, it will actually lower, like doing these poses that make you look confident even if you're not confident at all, will lower your stress level and increase the, the happiness hormones so you will be calmer. It takes about two minutes. It's been shown. It was really intriguing. To, to, it was one of the TED Talks, uh, and it's, it's killing me now that I can't remember exactly who did it, but these power poses that it works. So they like suggest, instead of going over your interview materials at an interview, go into the bathroom stall and stand like Wonder Woman for two minutes and come back out. And um, they did a double-blind study uh, and all of the people who did the power posing uh, performed better in the interview 100% of them uh, than the people who studied and had the material correct and that was included like essentially that means they made mistakes on some of the material but they are they were overall chosen 100% of the time because of their confidence and their willingness to look people in the eye so um, how do you make space fake it till you make it
1: yeah. kind of seems to be one of those <laughs> yeah that's, no, that's super interesting and also uh Fun fact about Ed that no one knows except for my wife and she listens to this. I actually have a superhero cape in my office that was a... <laughs> I did not know that. Oh, yeah. So when I was very young, my mother made... When I was like three, my mom made me this cape out of random scrap cloth she had. And I would wear it everywhere and run around. So on my 40th birthday, she made me an adult version of it. And it's still hanging in my office. <laughs> oh, kind of awesome. as a reminder, which because my mother loves me. But now I can totally bust that out. and Super Ed. Yes. Oh, and man. at some point... I will be doing that, and my wife will wonder, what are you doing, Ed? I am lowering my cortisol. Thank you very much. <laughs> Later on, I learned to fly. Yes. Oh, man,
0: that is awesome.
1: That is great. And now that you hear it, maybe it's not as surprising that Ed has a superhero cape stashed in his office for...
0: You know, I... I, I, I he <laughs> emergency so, break wow. <laughs> No. Right. Dun, 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 dun. Hold on. I must get <laughs> my cape. Yes. Do you spin around really fast to put it on, like Superman in a... Ah.
1: I may have when I was younger, and now I'm very hesitant to spin around too fast in it's any true. given situation. As <laughs> my uh, I do not have as much faith in my superpowers I as I did as a young lad. I'm sure there's a sermon in there somewhere, too, to come back is. to that. But, uh, oh, and one of the, That's part of that
0: Epic Fails. We're not doing that right <laughs> No, no, the you Epic burned Fails. Your face, I fell off the fence and then got in yes, a car accident.
1: Yes, it's, Epic yeah. Fails has been shelled forever. Um, but one thing, and this is. Kind of where a lot of this is stacking up to, and this may be a thing we continue at another time, is that we as good practicing Christians. Oh,
0: not the good ones. Yep,
1: yeah, unfortunately, or just practicing. I'm not sure if there is a good parameter I want to put on right. that, but just so, as practicing, as trying to get this right, right. people. Um, That we are kind of, in a sense, called to push back against this culture that you had mentioned, Mm -hmm. the culture that constantly steers and pushes us to be perfect or at least to produce enough to match our consumption. And there is some part of our society that's always telling us to consume a thing, whatever it is. We have to be in the gym and be in the class and our kids have to have all these things. We have to have these certain brands or the certain status. Like all of this society is pushing us into this slot that Jesus is kind of politely, gently telling us you don't have to ascribe to that because you are called and loved no matter what you do.
0: That's, now, that's something I want us to rest on right there. Yeah. You are called and loved no matter what you do. Because I think what happens when we try and keep up with all of these other things um, is that deep down, we're, getting, we're trying to get our value from how other people see us. Um, and it's very natural. I mean, like, it's it's part of that animal brain. Like, right, if we're stronger, then people will defer to us. Or if we appear to have power, then people uh, look to us for help. And, and, and there are other things of that nature. But essentially, it's a pretty dangerous place because then when we inevitably get a little older and we can't spin around anymore, um, or we get in an accident and our brains don't work right <laughs> like they used to, um, or we just inevitably... 10, 15, 20 years later, we start to age and we can't physically do some of the things we used to do. So our our own understanding of our own value can be damaged in that way. And and this is why I think God calls us and reminds us that we are loved and that our value comes from from God and not from what we can do or um, how many people listen to us Um And so like when we talk about making space, what what I really would like to get through over the next couple of weeks is us resting in who God made us to be. So knowing that we are loved, so if we take that other job that pays a little less to spend more time with our families or spend more time by ourselves, if it's something that gives us life so that we can listen more to who God made us to be, where we can spend more time in nature appreciating creation and it gives us a sense of peace uh, where we can kind of live that out, that's kind of the point behind all this. It's not like, hey, let's see if Jacob can give us three easy ways to fix our own stress level. Because um, don't get me wrong, I would love to have all the answers, but holy crap, I don't have them. Um, most of what you're going to get and, and, and all this stuff is things that I still struggle with. I mean, making space stopping if it hadn't been for multiple doctors making me do less i am a notorious overworker Um, even when my brain didn't hasn't worked the same as it used to i would still sit and stare at paper for longer expecting the wisdom to come when i knew that i needed to rest and now we're seeing some of that research come from um, other countries and other places where they're instituting six hour workdays instead of eight hour workdays. Um, I was it Sweden? Do you remember? If mm-hmm. Yeah, in Sweden, they've uh, there was a hospital that took on had nurses move from 12 hour shifts to six hour shifts, and it cost the hospital less money in uh, in mistakes and in other things because the nurses were fresh. Um, it, so it, Working less made them actually better, and they did more work than they used to when they worked twice as long. So we're seeing this in research that we're made to have this balance of rest and work. Um, You know, God didn't give us an eight-hour workday. That was something we came up with in the West uh, later on. But needing time to find day-to-day to live into that reality that we're worth taking care of ourselves. That's what making space is about. So if it's a financial thing, if you're if you're spending, or if you're getting to the point where you're spending as much as you're bringing in, um, that's really that makes every time your car needs new tires a problem, you know. And 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 if if it's if this is coming to you and you're saying, but I don't make enough, this is not to make anyone feel guilty. This is to say that there there may be a way, and there are there might be help that you could ask for, whether it's in budgeting, whether it's in um, certain benefits, if, if that's what would be helpful for you, um, to make your life more restful. Um, yeah, so there's, I actually kind of think that's a pretty good spot to stop for the day. Um, you know, if you're looking for other other things uh, that I've seen other places, I'm just going to throw a few out and yeah. tell me if you've found any of these helpful I had a couple of friends who've taken mental health Mondays, uh, where they, uh, since for them that was, um, they had PTO so that whether they were sick or healthy, they could take the time off. And so they would just randomly take a Monday after a hard weekend, um, to themselves. They called it mental health Monday. Um, my speech therapist tells me I need to set a timer every 30 minutes. And when it dings, take five minutes to do something else, uh, to, to stop, um, but she also said that implies for, like, when you're working on errands or when you're, uh, when you're with your kids or when you're doing something that takes a lot of effort. So, if, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you come home and your kids talk to you for the next 25 minutes about everything that happened during the day, you have every right to say, that was wonderful, kids. I'm going to go take five minutes uh, to myself. Uh, go to your reading room, a.k.a. the bathroom, or, or whatever you need. Um, or maybe you do one of those tag teams with your spouse. Hey, it's your turn. I'll be back in five minutes. Um, that you deserve to have that time. Uh, making sure as much as you can to reciprocate that process as well. Um, and then spiritually, in those other things, well, one other thing I had listed on here was uh, the list that when we pray, to listen as well. Um, And for those of you who commute, uh, about the best time i found to kind of listen without getting distracted was when I was driving, uh, commuting back and forth. And I would turn off the radio for the first 10, 15 minutes and just leave space uh, for something to happen, for God to speak, or to to just kind of let my thoughts process. Um, Intentionally, like every time something, a thought would come into my head, I would... um, act is like a kind of like a tree in the wind the thoughts were the wind you know the wind moves the tree a little bit and then the wind moves on and the tree's still a tree (laughs) it doesn't change and so it would kind of now I've done this thing where the thought pops into my head and I go hello thank you for letting me know about that and I kind of like talk self-talk is incredibly important Um, and I'm like hey um, I know that's a stressful thing that I'm gonna have to think about later and uh, for now though I'm just gonna spend time in my own space and let it go um, you have you personally, whoever is listening to this, you have other things that will make that you already know about that work for you. Um, so don't feel required to do any of the stuff. You don't, you know, you don't have to go quit one job and get hired at another just because Ed did that. Um, uh, although, if you want to talk to him about how that changed his life, uh, he's over here smiling somewhat at me, uh, like he'd be willing to let that happen.
1: That's true. I will. You're not uh, volunteering me. I volunteered myself. There you go.
0: Um, but I, I, I've, I've done a couple of uh, career changes to get here myself. Um, so we just, our hope that you'll find a way to make space this week, um, that you'll find a little bit of rest, uh, and then somewhere in there um, you'll be aware and you'll be focused on the fact that God loves you um, and did not intend for you to have all your value come from how much you work, what car you drive, Uh, Or if the kids did all the activities they insist they have to do. So um, on that note, uh, we're going to say good afternoon because it is officially 1222 in this recording. um, And we hope you have a spectacular day. Say bye, Ed.
1: Bye, Ed. (laughs) We didn't plan that, but he did it. Yes.